ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Supernatural Selection, or welcome back to Supernatural Selection. I'm your host, Kevin the Bastard. With me this week are Mike the Skeptic. Mike, how you doing? Wait. You're, you're back? People yes. are back? Yes. So We're all back. So I can stop... We're back. A I dinosaur can stop, story. I can stop sitting here with this microphone, not doing anything for the last couple of weeks? Yes. Wow. And yes, if you're gonna if you're gonna story. leave for weeks at a time, at least throw a blanket over him so he goes to sleep. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Mike is like a parrot in a lot of ways. You didn't leave me any food or anything. I had to like eat, <laughs> eat whatever I found on the studio floor. Oh my god, it's terrible. I think there was a <laughs> Cheeto and maybe a toenail. <laughs> oh, god, <laughs> fuck, that's terrible. We've also got Mr. David Davis. David, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. I'm very excited about that new cryptid that everybody's talking about. Oh, yeah? What's that? Oh, it's called the Speaker of the House, oh, and they uh, can't seem to find him. Yeah, no, that's the rarest of all, actually, from what I hear. <laughs> and uh, I'm back uh, after another bout of uh, health problems. I was in the hospital for a bit. Uh, I got a lot of teeth left now, and... Uh, <laughs> I, I guess, you know, having a hole in your neck, being, you know, going through all this stuff, it's kind of a rite of passage for being a paranormal researcher, I think, that, uh, you know, I just hope I don't get gout. <laughs> the rich man's disease. Yeah, the rich man's disease, yes. Uh, <laughs> gout and a hole in your neck, that's the death of kings. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was, uh, you know... Summary execution. Regicide is the death of kings. Well, literally. <laughs> God, it is good to be back, though. I have uh, I missed doing this. I've gotten so much uh, research material. Like, we originally were going to be doing... Uh, I almost said Christopher Walken. We were <laughs> going to do Whitley Strieber real soon, but I have this idea for a series... On the uh, the Holy Trinity of Abductions, mm-hmm. and I've got books for all of them now. So we've we're gonna be doing uh, Betty and Barney Hill. We're going mm. to be doing the Van Dreesen Affair, which is trippy, and we're gonna be doing Whitley Strieber, which are probably the three most noteworthy abductions in history. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! And uh, speaking of Betty and Barney Hill, this is the weekend weird this week, now that we're back. And uh, let me talk a little bit about this. This is something I dug up. Well, not dug up. It crossed my feet. Barack and Michelle Obama are producing a film called White Mountains about the Betty and Barney Hill abduction for Netflix. Mm-hmm. Which is just blowing my mind that we're getting a new Betty and Barney Hill movie. It's being produced by former president and first lady. I mean, that's pretty that's pretty cool, honestly. Yeah. Well, and that also like it, it raises one important question: How much does this legitima- uh, legitimize the Betty and Barney Hill? Oh, situation de- definitely. And we'll talk about this in the episode. But like, I mean. There's a lot of stuff that points to something happened. Mm-hmm. So, Mike, you, you know a bit about the Betty and Barney Hill abduction, mostly from probably me, but... Yeah, I mean, not a whole lot, but... Yeah, I mean, like, it is the 
prototype for the modern abduction. Like before Betty and Barney Hill, all the UFO encounters for the most part that you heard about were like the Space Brothers, where it's like, hello, I'm from Venus. Would you like to travel around the solar system and visit Mars in my spaceship? You can bring your dog too. <laughs> and afterwards, it's just invasive surgical and medical procedures. Mm-hmm. Which is just, it's its a shocking turnaround. You don't get the Venusian showing up anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, it's a really weird, hard turn that these uh, abduction cases take from then on. I know. It's really kind of, uh, I, don't, I don't know what changed in the zeitgeist, and I don't know what that says about our experience with either extraterrestrials or ultra-terrestrials, depending on what theory you want to go with. But it's a... It's a real odd turn. Mm. And, like, a lot of the old descriptions of aliens when people encountered them, it's like, oh, they all look like little uh, green Jimmy Durandys. And wearing Nazi uniforms. And then, all of a sudden, which is ironic, and then, all of a sudden, it goes into little gray dudes sticking a needle in your stomach and stirring up the baby. Well, now you set the precedent. I want to hear Jimmy Durante saying, I was just following orders. Uh, oh, I was just following orders. <laughs> Good night, Mrs. Calabash, wherever you are. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you. I'm just I'm just really happy that we're getting a new Betty and Barney Hill movie because uh, if anyone's interested, the UFO incident, the film about it from uh, there was a TV movie in the 70s is actually out on 4K Blu-ray right now, and that stars James Earl Jones. Ooh, and uh, I got it. Hell yeah! I'm gonna watch it this weekend while Mike's doing inventory. So. So yeah, that's that's my first thing. Is I that, that is like the big news for me right now. Is that we're getting one of the granddaddies. This is as big as if they redid communion. Yeah, I think um because yeah, there's there's been a lot of like alien abduction films and stories and that sort of thing. Yeah. I think this might be the biggest one since uh like of of the movie projects that are out there, mm-hmm. I feel like this is the biggest one since probably like Fire in the Sky. Oh yeah, this is definitely. Uh, which you know we probably need to cover that as well at some point. But that is on my list. Yeah. Oh good, good, good. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that's that's my first story. Is we're getting a new Betty and Barney Hill movie. I'm excited. Mike is sitting there quietly, patiently, going, "Oh my God, not this again." So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just sitting here going, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Because, <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, who's got something fun to read? Uh, I've got one. Okay, what have you got, David? Okay, so this was from December 16th last year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's from Tara Cop. It's from the AP. Um, Pentagon has received several hundreds of new UFO reports. Interesting. And this is mm-hmm. after the uh, the hearings right yeah which were in may i believe yeah yeah last time i was in the hospital right so there you go okay Uh, every time there's some sort of disclosure related thing you end up getting real sick 
Yeah, because I don't believe disclosure is going to happen, and this is uh, this is this is the <laughs> it, universe. It just teases you. It just teases you into exhaustion, and, and, and they're somehow hospital. giving you infections. Yes, it's the it's the aliens. <laughs> mm-hmm. All the so, aliens. Um, <clears throat> I'm just going to go ahead and read a little bit of this. Um, sure. Again, it's just, it's by Tara Kopp. It's Pentagon has received several hundreds of new UFO reports. Mm-hmm. Um, a new Pentagon office uh, set up to track reports of unidentified flying objects has received several hundreds of new reports, but no evidence so far of alien life. The agency's leadership told reporters on Friday. So this office was, I believe, what was established following that right. May yeah. Yeah, this, um, is, this is the actual thing they got money for. Mm-hmm. Yes, the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office was set up in July and is responsible for not only tracking unidentified f- objects in the sky, but also underwater or in space, Ooh. or potentially an object that has the ability to move from one domain to the next. Domain? Is that like interdimensional? I think it's probably more referring to like going from space to the sky or going from the ah. sea to the sky. Um, I don't know. They could be tracking like dimensional shit like Stargate. I don't know. <laughs> it, it could be. This literally could be the foundation to SG-1. Oh, man, that would be bad. <laughs> um, but yes, the office was established following more than a year of attention to unidentified flying objects that military pilots had observed, but had sometimes been reluctant to report due to fears of the stigma. Yeah. So around uh, June of two, uh, 2021, we'd, we'd started that like big flap. I think there was that big naval Right, uh, the and all that, yeah. Tom yeah, DeLong. and then there was a, a year of that going on, and then that led to what happened in May, which we covered mm-hmm. in a previous episode. Be sure to look it up. Yep. And that's led to this department, the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, which is like, hey, our tax dollars at work looking at this stuff. Hey, what is, what's the acronym for that, by the way? Because that's really important in ufology. What's the acronym for that department? A-A-R-O. Which sounds like uh, A-A-R... Yeah, it sounds like an A-A-R-P, like, sub-supplement or something. It sounds like a supplement. (laughs) American Association... It sounds like their special ops unit. American Association for Retired Other Kin. Oh, wow. (laughs) I don't want any part of that. (laughs) <laughs> no, you know what? The furries are good people. Let's no, let's, they you are. Know. They're good yeah. people. I got no problem with furries. Most, just, most of know. them are engineering uh, the trains I, that we ride. I wouldn't think day. of furries as other kin. Other uh, kin are like fur- a yeah. A okay, that's other, fair. That's fair. Other kin are the ones who are like I'm a dragon. I'm a fairy. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, a tree. <laughs> I'm a unicorn. A tree unicorn. Tree acorn. I'm an AR-15. No, you're not an Apache <laughs> helicopter. <laughs> so, um, in June 2021, the Office of the Director of National Intelligence reported that between 2004 and 2021, there were 144 such encounters of these unidentified flying objects, um, 80 of which, which were captured on multiple sensors. Since then, there's been a lot more reporting, especially because this agency opened up, because, again, people were hesitant to talk about this sort of thing. Right. So it's definitely legitimized the, um, you're, you're not alone if you've seen these sort yeah. of things. And I, I think that's kind of important that we have like a government, uh, like an official thing to report it to besides MUFON. First off, because MUFON is as crooked as uh, a snake. And mm-hmm. secondly, because it's, 
civilian run. And I feel like right. if we have an official channel, people are going to be more inclined to report it and it'll be mm-hmm. looked into. Well, also, it's a defense thing, because in this paragraph here, they say the office was set up not only to examine the question of whether there's extraterrestrial life, but also because of the security risk posed by so many encounters with unknown flying objects by military installations or military aircraft. Yeah, I mean, so, we... So, yeah. yeah, I think it's more of like a... We're, we're doing this for a defense thing, but like, you know, we're letting the public in for their things as well, because sometimes people see shit that becomes important for intelligence. Right. I mean, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like specifically the reason we've had so many uh, reports since this office opened up was um, the outreach by the department to destigmatize reporting potential encounters. Uh, each service has also established its own reporting processes. So the Army, Navy, Air Force, they all have their own um, like report systems and I guess get filtered into here. Right. And then as far as explanations for like what some of the stuff could be, um, yeah, I'm just going to read these last two brief paragraphs here. Um, beyond unidentifiable objects, there's a lot of new technology, such as future stealth bombers and stealth fighters, drones and hypersonic missiles being fielded by both the U.S. and China that could be mistaken for a UFO or a UAP. Um, uh, Kirkpatrick said that the new office has been coordinating with the Pentagon and the U.S. intelligence community to get the signatures of U.S. technology in order to rule out those aircraft or drones. Uh, quote, we are setting up very clear mechanisms with our blue programs, both our DOD and IC programs, to deconflict any observations that come in with blue activities and ensure that we, we weed out those and identify those fairly on, Kirkpatrick said, referring to the, quote, blue U.S. aircraft program in operation by the Pentagon or intelligence agencies. So a lot of this is filtering out like the shit that we're doing or the shit we know that China or uh, I guess maybe even Korea and Russia are doing. Right. But, you know, there's there's obviously like stuff that doesn't qualify under there. And that's like the stuff that interests us. Right. And Mike, how do you feel about this uh, agency? Um, well, I don't know. I mean, like, you know, they're not saying it's yeah. aliens. But, you know, they're, they're trying I mean, to... Sure, anything should be investigated like that if it's, you know, particularly odd. Definitely not going to get true believers reporting to it because, you know, telling the government they saw something seems... Oh, see, I, I'd report it in a heartbeat. Well, I mean, like mm-hmm. the, really, the really crackpot ones. Sure, no, the ones that are like, the government done sold my TV clicker. Well, and that's why they have MUFON. Yeah. Which, I don't know. I've, I've reported to MUFON, and my story is still not in the archives. So, yeah. I'm a, a but, little bitter. Yeah, but, you, you know, I, I, think this, I think this is just a very nice update, because we had talked about this in May. Yes. We had talked about, um, you know, all of the stigmatization around these sort of things, and that, like, you know, we we were curious to see how fast this would roll out and as we're seeing like it's rolled out pretty quickly like we're getting some interesting yeah. stuff like i don't know how much that they've caught again because this is mostly a defense thing like right. this is clearly because they had that closed session right and that closed session had all the juicy stuff that like um specifically regarding like what other countries were doing so absolutely yeah i just uh i don't know i'm just glad to hear it And Mm -hmm. it being like only a year later, not even a year later, you know, I'm, I'm just glad to see something's going on here. 
and uh, you know, I'm I'm all for investigating, even if it debunks the UFOs and it's like a legitimate debunk. You know, mm-hmm. not the typical swamp gas mm-hmm. or or pelicans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just you know I'm glad to see some investigation going on. Yeah, yeah. This is the kind of agency that we needed for so long. It was just uh, you know MUFON, and like we have our issues with MUFON for sure. Yeah, and um, but yeah, it, it's good to have an alternative. And like I don't know how much like any of us trust the government. Not a but, lot. Like, but I, like I, for this, I'm willing to you know get, let. I want to see how they do. Oh. Yeah, because they're they're gonna like anything that they can't explain, they will probably just like make a note of, and that's where like the interesting stuff comes in. Oh sure. But are you gonna trust their explanations? Oh god! It, the minute it's like swamp gas or a weather balloon, you know, I'm all over mm-hmm. them going, ah, it's bullshit. Yep. Yep. Well, what if? But it's- no, I, I I think it helps that they're also like their focus is defense, so they're focusing on like the the technology being developed by China and Russia and that sort of thing, which oh, I yeah, think is a right. pretty important thing. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's getting to be a more dangerous international world out there right now. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of doubt China or Russia are operating much, like... Over know. U.S. soil? Yeah, not anything in the, you know, visible from ground regime. Like, yeah. they, they both are big enough countries. They have, mm-hmm. you know, big SIGINT, signal intelligence satellites, and, you know, yeah. uh, you know Earth-watching telescopes. You know, all the stuff we have, they have versions of as well. Right. Yeah. So, I doubt they're flying, like, sure, but stealth like, aircraft over America But that they, they much. might have, like... Stuff special overseas. satellites or something, you know, and this yeah. this would also fall under that as well, yeah. like satellites well, yeah. and that but, sort of but thing. But that's not something you would see from, you know, the ground. That's not something the average Joe's going to report. Right, but, you know, the, the thing is they're talking about is a lot of the reports came from uh, military personnel who well, yes. would be yeah. more privy to that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a, yeah, again, it's, there, there's a lot going on here, but I, I'm, I'm just, it's nice to see, like, the shit kind of being taken seriously to a degree. Absolutely. Mm, I I see it. I don't know if they're taking it, you know, the, your normal UFO report seriously. Sure. Okay. Fair. But, you know, at least there's someone to report it. Yeah. That is, well, never mind. I was going to say that isn't embezzling <laughs> money and I'm like, Kev. <laughs> well, you know, they're they're the government, so they're not embezzling money. They're just they're, printing the money. Yes, they're printing the well, money, not and then spending it but. quickly. Um, so, well, that's a that's a good follow up. I'm glad you covered that, David. That's uh, that's something I think we should keep an eye on and uh, report as we find it. Yeah, I think a couple times a year we'll probably get some sort of update. Like they're going to make some sort of statement, like oh, we have uh, we're releasing video again because that like helps distract people from other things going on. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, so yeah, it's like, okay, we'll, we'll throw the public a bone. Here is a weird, funky orb. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah, and I also feel like, you know, even if they, you know, figure out what 95% of it is, I'm still yeah. interested in the 5% that isn't. Yeah. So. Well, you know, the pessimist in me says if the 5% was really interesting, they wouldn't tell you about it. Well, sure. 
Wow, that killed that. Okay. <laughs> Good job, Mike. Good Yay. job. No, I'm just sitting here going, God, that's... Wow. Yeah. I got nothing. No, I mean, it's a good point. It's a good point. Like, uh, like yeah. if we were to end an episode on that, that would be fine. But we're not ending the episode, so here we go. Well, yeah. also, I, I do agree, though, because, like, there is a good chance yeah. we're not going to hear about that 5%. Yeah. Unless it gets leaked or something. But we'll see how that works. We'll see how transparent they are on this. And I feel like we're going to be in the group of watchdogs of the watchdogs. So, mm-hmm. yeah, fun stuff. So, uh, Mike, have you got something for us today? So I have to ask if we've done this one before, cause it's been so okay. long and this was, this is stale news. It's not this week. It's actually it's from November. Chaff. It's cold chaff. It, it's, 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 it's cold congealed, greasy gravy from the bottom of the pan. Well, that's fine. I like it chunky, but the, uh, <laughs> The uh, Area 51 blogger that got raided. Did we talk no! about him? No. So the in back in a November, uh, early November, the FBI and Air Force agents uh, raided the house of some of this guy that runs a UFO blog from really? Area 51. Well, Area 51 slash. I guess it's not a UFO blog. It's an Area 51 blog. I should yeah. say. Um. They raided multiple homes belonging to uh, this man. Did they say his name? Uh, I've lost his name now. Joe Bob McGillicuddy. Yeah. This is Arnu. I see his last name. Arnu. Yeah. Interesting. Joreg Arnu. <laughs> Said a swarm of federal agents in riot gear busted into his primary residence, handcuffed him, then marched him outside to wait in the freezing cold while they rifled through his apartment and took pretty much every piece of electronic equipment he owned. Oh, boy. So, wow. so far, the government's been tight-lipped about the whole thing, but they do verify it happened. Hmm. In a statement provided to Las Vegas Review Journal, Lieutenant Colonel Byron McGarry confirmed the raid, saying only, quote, this is an open and ongoing law enforcement investigation between the Las Vegas FBI and Air Force OSI. Hmm. Wow. To get I, on I, the, I have a gut feeling. To get, to get on the Air Force OSI shit list? I, hmm. I, I feel like, I, I think what happened was he probably trespassed. Yeah, that's more than likely the case. Yes. Yeah, he he probably oh. trespassed, got some photographs, and it's a sensitive area. Oh yeah, I mean, even so, though they've acknowledged it exists, you, they they bought up the area around it like yeah. twenty years ago. Like Freedom mm. Ridge is no longer. I think it was even in the nineties. Yeah, twenty years ago. Well, okay, thirty. God damn it! Thirty years ago, <laughs> Jesus! Somebody give me my Geritol. But yeah, you can't get any vantage points. I mean, it also with you know today's stuff, he could have been like doing drone shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and they were uh, like, "You want to shoot it down?" No, no, follow him. Yeah. <laughs> so Fly uh, casual. Since 1999, Arnu has run Dreamland Resort, a website <laughs> that covers activities in and around Area 51. Okay, so that's basically he's just kind of like doxing a government facility. Yeah, and and like so he so yeah he was probably a thorn in their side for a while. They couldn't really do anything until oh, yeah. he like triggered them. Yeah, with they, he was probably they were probably watching him like a hawk, and he happened to do one little thing that you know. I mean, I say little. I mean, if he he obviously had to 
It wouldn't have just been like, you know, he jaywalked. He obviously no. had to run a foul. <laughs> they were just so waiting for him. He fucking Naruto it. ran. Oh, God. <laughs> he actually did the Naruto run. <laughs> oh, God. You know, I, I just think it's funny. We basically have a story here of he fucks around and he has found out. Yeah. Because that's, that's, that's it right there, man. He has literally. He is living the Fox Mulder life right now. This also <laughs> sounds a bit intimidational because it says 15 to 20 agents in full riot gear. Oh, that's a lot mm-hmm. for one. Dude. I know they, they, they could have known he wasn't. I mean, I can understand he they might have think he has guns or something, but that's still much a bit much. That That is that sounds like. This is a warning to all you other nut jobs. Again, I think it's, law, it's a lot of theater. Yeah, law enforcement yes. in general, though, really likes that show of force to justify mm-hmm. their existence. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. they got to use those tanks. Oh yeah, the, the tanks. Yeah, use it or lose or, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they 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 need to uh, keep the budget up for the tanks. So. Yeah, pretty much. I hate so, that, but also this is kind of. You know, apparently it's like a, a no knock warning. It said it was no warning. The doors were broken in open, and I, in an, the doors were broken open, and I in in I guess it's supposed to be and because I keep reading I in Rachel. It's like wait a minute, what were you doing? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Ross, what are you doing? Yeah, but no. Uh, apparently, him and his girlfriend were at home, and they just busted in the door. Yeah, that's an, that's Yikes. another. Cry have no knock warrants. Oof, that's gross. Yeah, God, I don't like that. There should be something in the Constitution preventing that shit. Well, there kind mm-hmm. of was. Was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, still there, but they kind of made <clears throat> loopholes around it. Yes, yes, they did lots of them, but we're not going to get into a political yep. discussion. This is, this is not a constitutional law. law discussion. Yep. But uh, wow, that is that is definitely in the fuck around find out department. He also says mm-hmm. that there were forty pages missing from the search warrant I received, and the case records are sealed, so I cannot look up the reason for the search, and I do not want to speculate. Hmm. hmm. So it sounds like sounds like he wasn't actually arrested on the spot. Doesn't say anything about yeah. he was taken into just custody. Just that he was handcuffed while they they tossed his place. <laughs> they planted then, some marijuana. And then left. He shoplifted Eggo waffles. That's the whole. That's that's what gave him their in. Found the Eggos. And this is, this is all a uh, an article on Gizmodo itself. If anyone's oh, okay. uh, curious good, about good, the good. source, I actually still read Gizmodo and stuff. So yeah. you know. All of our stories will be linked on the show notes as well. So. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, that's a quick reminder uh, uh, to myself. I need to grab those. So, uh, <laughs> that's cool and uh, not cool at all. Yeah. That sounds like some major, uh, you it's, know, not to, not to get all sovereign citizen, but that definitely sounds like somebody's rights got stepped on. Yeah, I mean, I mean, justified or not, that was a bit excessive but oh yeah i mean we've if he, got a ufo uap theme going on here kind of do yeah. and i'm gonna throw that straight out the window here in a minute but yeah if if he <laughs> so to final thoughts if he did in fact do something very illegal sure I sure mean, yeah, they they were well within their uh i wouldn't say rights but jurisdiction to right. uh, to Good go word. to find evidence but Honestly, it sound it sounds unless he was actually trespassed or did something bad. It sounds like those just sending yeah. a message. 
Yeah. We were able to get a search warrant on some bullshit stuff, maybe. So, uh, yeah, we did have a little bit of a UAP UFO thing going there. Let me throw that uh, off of the train. I've got an article by the one and only Paul Seaburn from MysteriousUniverse.org. Now, does he have a hole in his throat now, too? I don't think he does, but, uh, you know, if he wants, I can make that happen. (laughs) I mean, I'm not saying I'd stab him, but, like, if he wanted a hole in his throat, I could make it happen. I mean, you are doppelgangers, so. Kinda. Yeah, we kind of are. I I don't think anybody really wants a hole in their throat. Shit, I don't. They may get one for medical reasons, but mm-hmm. no, they're not like, yeah, fuck me up with that hole, cuz. Man, uh, that is one thing I'm going to throw out there is when I was texting, you know, the folks here at home about, you know, I got these holes in my neck. Because uh, I had two, and mm-hmm. now I'm down to one. But uh, our, our roommate was, like, thinking I'd need, need like, one of those voice box things you know it's coming right for us one of those things i i think one of the first jokes i made was do you whistle when you run yes and uh (laughs) i i told them i wouldn't mind keeping the tubes if like if if i held my breath my neck puffed up like a frog and it sounded like kazoos you'd be your own bagpipe yeah basically (laughs) ladies and gentlemen kevin the human bagpipe All right, so this article, Paul Seaburn. (laughs) Jesus. Two recent reports with videos of giants on mountains in Mexico. We have more giants, finally. Yes, they might be giants. (laughs) So, I'm just going to read the article and you guys throw in uh, comments and thoughts, all right? Okay. It's not super long. When people say, quote, giants walk among us, they're usually referring to giants figuratively, leaders in their field, heroes of battles, creators of great new things and the like. Or NBA players. I was going to say. Yeah. Yao Ming. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Minute bowl. That is not the case in two cities in Mexico where witnesses recently recorded what appear to be giant humanoids walking among them or at least near them, across the tops of mountains or hills in their neighborhoods. Both witnesses posted their videos on social media where it was picked up by the local mass media and the debates began, including warnings about a young man in Alberta, Canada, who we did cover, Mm -hmm. who also recorded and posted a video of an alleged giant and died unexpectedly just a few months later after claiming he was being stalked. Are these hoaxes, or are they real giants walking among us? Or something more. Time life will tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Should the witnesses be worried? Should we? I'm worried, but for different reasons. I bet you are. TikTok user DayLoveDexter posted the first video on December 7th, 2022. The comments bounced back and forth between believers and doubters, with many pointing out that the, quote, giant may not be the correct descriptor of whatever it was moving in the video because it looked more like a Bigfoot or another large hairy cryptid or upright, uh, sorry, upright walking hairy humanoid. The location was identified in the video as La Blanca, a mountainous town in the Mexican state of Veracruz. And the video and story were soon picked up by El Geraldo de Mexico. 
which I really thought that was going to be El Geraldo de Rivera, but <laughs> the Herald of Mexico. <laughs> yes, actually, <laughs> the mass media reported report decided the strange giant human figure, which had garnered nine million views by December twenty first, was not necessarily a giant. Apparently, human and large could be either a giant or a Sasquatch. But many commenters agreed that it would have helped if the witness had zoomed in on the being before the seconds long video ended. That might also have given viewers a better dis- uh, perspective of the actual size of the being. At that point, the needle on the is this real meter was stuck in the line between hoax and not clear enough to tell. Hmm. That might have been the end of it had not another video of an alleged giant appeared just a few days later, also uploaded to TikTok. This two-part video is claimed by the witness, Garcia underscore S24, to show a giant, hashtag gigante, that was captured by our trailer friend. Again, now, now here, here's my question. Uh-huh. Have there been any sightings of Billy Crystal on vacation in Mexico? Billy Crystal? My giant. Oh my God! No, no, there are not. <laughs> Jesus Christ! But I didn't think that would be that deep a cut. But Jesus but, well, Christ! I'm sitting here going, he's not that tall. <laughs> oh man! Oh, I geez. tried. I tried. I tried. You did. It's fine. It's fine. I blame <laughs> myself. Mm-hmm. Again, commenters could not agree on whether the video was real life or a hoax. If it was real, this humanoid looked more like a proverbial giant. Although, like the other one, it would benefit greatly from zooming and a perspective shot. That didn't stop El Geraldo de Mexico from posting the video and a follow-up story. Let's see. So basically, there's been a couple of sightings, and then they go back over the uh, the video of the guy who was killed, who died, right in Canada. Now- now, what I find interesting is that they all involve mountains. Mm-hmm. And they're all and hanging out on the crest of the mountain very uh-huh. conveniently for long yes. amounts of time. Yes. The, the other I, thing, you know, is when, when we talked about the uh, the Men in Black episode that we did recently, and I talked uh-huh. about, like, the islands in the sky sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm wondering really if it's like a reverse effect. of that. I'm wondering if it's a reverse of that. Like, maybe it's the peak of the mountain reflecting on the sky or something or, along or, those well, lines. So looking, I just watched all three of them again. Okay. To, like at least the uh, the ones from Mexico. Yes. The, the figures are <laughs> a lot darker than the like surrounding mountain. It, oh, wait, sorry. I was gonna say. Did I just go insane? <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, I learned Spanish but, very but, uh, <laughs> I, I, I hate to say it, but the, at least those seem very fake, like like purposefully fake. Yeah, yeah. They now, look after you know post processed, inserted. Yeah, no, they definitely both of these videos could be uh, extremely fake. The, the the one like the the Colorado one looks a lot more authentic because the the figure in the distance is like you know you know things in the distance how they get paler and more grayed out yes. because of all the. Mm-hmm. Air atmosphere. between you yeah, and there, it, it seems a lot more pale and like blending into the uh, yeah the sky. Now, and- I found another video on Reddit, and I was going to link to it, but the post um, disappeared. 
from high strangeness and uh it was a video of two giants on a mountain trying to put out a fire and it was much more like the uh the canadian video and it was two dudes not like you know uh you know just walking it was two do two large things like shit 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 like hitting a fire okay and I really wish I could find that video because it was impressive as compared to these other two. Huh. But uh, you were going to say something, Mike. I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say I, I I need a button that I can push that does the uh, the unsolved, no, the X-Files music. Do, 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 do. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I wish we did, but also they do that often on Mysterious Universe. Okay, I must have gotten that from, I don't listen to those, but you do and I pick up shit like that. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, well, I also wish I had their button that when you hit it, it just goes, "Is it real, fuckers? Is it real?" <laughs> but uh, so so all ideas I have may in fact not be original. That's that happens, my friend. That happens. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. David, what do you think? Um, I think that like some people in Mexico saw the Canada. It's Canada, uh, not Colorado. I said Colorado. Oh, Colorado. Canada. Was it Colorado or Canada? It's Canada. Was... Okay, I said okay. Colorado. Yeah, so I think some people saw the Canadian video, and as these things happen, like it's like, oh yeah, we could probably do something. And I, I think they're fake. Copy. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I agree. I feel the same way. Uh, I just, you know, I think it's funny that now we're getting a rash of uh, giant sightings. Mm -hmm. And Paul Seaburn just dutifully being like, well, here's some stuff. You be the judge. I mean, we have to post shit every day anyway, so. Yep. I don't so know. We got, we got to talk about shit on a podcast most every week, so. Yep. <laughs> Which, you know, I just, it's interesting. Uh, I think the other video that was not included in this article is uh, more authentic. I just wish, you know, Reddit hadn't. Uh, whatever happened I, and the other thing is when the videos deleted that quickly i'm always like hmm yeah it gives you those tingles right you're like hmm. yeah Ooh, did i Kay. get close to the truth i, I want to correct <laughs> myself from earlier mm -hmm. i said both the of the mexican videos were kind of not distance faded but one of them is looking at this one doesn't have the actual video just has stills from it mm -hmm. but uh it looks a bit more authentic. The one of them, the one that was in two parts, though, is really like fake. Not yeah, it's really fake looking. Right. Well, still, I I still don't think either of those are necessarily real. Yeah. But but this other one looks like it. Just looking at the scale, it it could be just a person up there. It doesn't look that giant. Right. Now the other one is huge. Yeah, the other one's huge and very dark. Mm -hmm. and honestly, oh wow! I like just looked at a picture of it. It looks like someone drew on it. Like, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it looks drawn in. Okay, so we're talking like some good old fashioned uh, After Effects. Yeah, it's okay. pretty pretty bad. Nice. Yeah, I could. I didn't see pictures. I just saw video. And I was like, ah. Well, well, from the sources listed in the article, if you follow them, each one it yeah. lists, links to it. Well, still, I thought it was an interesting thing oh, no, to bring up. So. It's interesting. It's also just interesting how, you know, through, I don't know if it's, like, some of it, like 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 I said, one of them was definitely copycatting mm -hmm. um, 
the other one could have just been someone that knew of the phenomenon and then saw what looked to be a too big of a person right. on a ridge when in and actuality it probably was a perfectly normal sized person on a ridge. I kind of agree with David. It's more likely that this is a some kind of atmospheric lensing like maybe they're just on the other side of the uh the ridge and they're being like projected through some kind of process that i personally don't understand mm-hmm. mm, i don't think so maybe i don't know i just i just don't really believe in giants yeah and no. i don't want this to be real because he i just don't want to think of an army of ben kissels out there in the mountains so, so <laughs> naturally occurring lenses and even, and even the first man-made lenses both and well all lenses even now single lenses nowadays everything's going to be both upside down and flip left to right just because you're having all the lights crossing a convergence point, which is the okay, lens. Okay, so they're all doing handstands, yeah. and that's so what every, we're seeing. Yeah, okay. everything would look upside down. Okay, so they're doing handstands, and they're walking the other direction. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> In fact, you know, our eyes do that. But yeah, no, I understand. cope. Yeah, our brain processes it right side up. And go in the correct directions. Yes. Uh. But I don't know. I can't, I'm going to keep an eye out for more uh, giant stories because I just I want to see something that like really makes me go, ooh, weird. Maybe it's a Bigfoot as opposed to, hmm, After Effects. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Mm. Adobe. Adobe. It would be funny if they're giants and they live in Adobe huts, though. Gillis? Yes, Adobe Gillis. <laughs> David, what else you got for us, man? Well, um, I'm going to go ahead and talk about another podcast. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, obviously, like Kevin, you and I are big fans of the Haunted Objects podcast. Under Absolutely. The Haunted Museum. Absolutely. Greg and Dana Newkirk are uh, doing some Lord's work. I don't know which one, but uh, right. they, these are the guys that did Hellier and uh, they have a new podcast. Well, 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 based on Hellier, they're probably doing the work of uh, Pan. Anyway, oh, obviously, um, <laughs> obviously yeah. they're doing the work of Pan and uh, I would have said Bahamut, but you know, well, yeah, okay, that's fair too it, with Dane, yeah. Show, so, but but you know, um, they I think they've changed the game in a lot of ways for like this kind of like field that we're interested in and everything like that. And their uh, the show is very good, and I think one of the best podcasts I ever heard was their episode talking about the Dybbuk box. Yes. Now, what do you what do you gentlemen know about the Dybbuk box? Mike, what do you know about the Dybbuk box? Because I'm going to lay this shit out. Is 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 that like the uh, the one that would play movies but off of regular seat? No, that's the Divix box. That's um, that's a completely different thing. I, I have no idea. Okay. I've never heard of it before. Uh, I know what a Dybbuk box is, uh, but... I, I don't know what the big box is. Tell me, what, what is the big box? <laughs> the big box retailer, man. Oh, God. Kill me. David, you tell us what a Dybbuk box is. So, um, th- this is a thing that started happening around, uh, oh, gosh, what was it? 20... 20... 2003. Tw- 2003, yeah. actually. Early aughts. Yeah, early aughts. Um, so, this this gentleman named uh, Kevin Manis purchased a cabinet, and according to Manis, the... Uh, cabinet this little wine cabinet was a dybbuk box which is supposedly the housing of a vengeful jewish ghost 
or like some sort of ritual something right well well the demon thing comes in later when zach bacon's gets involved oh god damn it. you know i'm but, so glad i didn't meet him at uh dragon con mm, yeah i so, i, I want to meet zach i i do you i find zach i find zach interesting i'll get so, an autograph um, if he's there next year so so yeah this is basically a wine cabinet that's claimed to be haunted by a dybbuk um there's a lot of jewish mythology involved here and everything like that but um it, they even make a movie about it in like 2012 it's got harry dean morgan or, or whoever yeah, Jeffrey yeah, morgan. yeah 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 uh, harry dean morgan from uh yeah, dean. supernatural walking dead and the walking dead yes yeah so um eventually zach bagans picks one of these things up and he like goes ham on it for it uh for his own haunted museum he um you know he he says that it's like a memento of the holocaust and everything like that there's some real weird shit going on he also says it is the most haunted object in the world right so in the hmm. world in the world. So what I liked about the episode of Haunted Objects that Greg Dana did is they like did like a complete breakdown of like why this is all bullshit. It was one of those things where it's like I wanted to do an episode of our show about it. And uh-huh. they did such a great job that I can't do that anymore. So I'm yeah. just I'm talking about it here now. Yeah, they, they <laughs> destroyed the idea of a big box. Yeah, I mean, because it's it, there's plenty of evidence, but it, that it's fake. But like for me, it was always bullshit because like I don't know a ton of Jewish lore, but like the way that they Zach Bagans was like explaining what a dibbuk was, I'm like that smells like bullshit because that's not what a dibbuk is. Yeah, yeah. So uh, again, but like, um, what what was great about their their uh, podcast was they they talked about like, you know, okay, number one, the issues with how Zach Bagans is pushing this story and how he is contextualizing everything like that and all the issues the myriad of issues that come with that Mm -hmm. um but then specifically they're getting a dybbuk box because they had a dybbuk box for a while a guy became obsessed with it gave it to them for their for their museum they started investigating it and then the guy wanted it back and you know this is before they figured out how to do like contracts for uh artifacts for their museum and everything like that so they had like i think like two weeks to do their study so they yes. did like a um I, I think they did like a cat scan on it or yeah they did like an of, mri or something on yeah, it yeah yeah and they, they determined like inside. things completely fake yes but it, it raised some interesting questions like the big one for me um and the big thing that they talked about specifically was the uh again we talk about like in magic circles that idea of like if you put enough willpower into something it becomes true yeah to a degree when does subject yeah it's all about the idea of when subjective reality affects uh objective reality it's like the 40k orcs yes uh, exactly (laughs) if you believe the red ones go faster do the red ones go faster Right. Yeah. So, so, so the thing is like, even though like this thing is clearly a fake and then the guy who created the boxes, he made like 12 boxes and like released them and then and he, he admitted, admitted they were faked. Yeah. He admitted, I made this shit up. Well, which is also great because there's an entire market for a Dybbuk boxes on eBay. Like we could literally make our own Dybbuk boxes and sell mm-hmm. them and be pieces of shit. If we oh, I do it on Etsy for sure, because that, oh, yeah. that, that you're more likely to sell it on there. <laughs> But some of the great examples were like a Dybbuk box that had like a crucifix on it. Which <laughs> it's Jewish. Right. Yes. Um, but but get, getting back to this idea of like rewriting reality and like that sort of thing, like like Zach Bagans believes that his Dybbuk box is the most haunted object on Earth. And maybe and, it is now. 
it, it, it maybe it is. Yeah, because they had talked specifically about like if you the way that you pour energy into these things, you can will these things into existence. And it made me think about like, could we potentially create a local legend, like a local haunting story in our community and make it creepy enough, get enough people on board to will it into reality? It's happened. Believe mm-hmm. it or not, there they did an experiment. They made up a ghost. Mm-hmm. They did a seance, and they actually had old school seance type stuff happen, as if there mm-hmm. were a spirit. So there is a certain amount of belief that will affect reality around you. I think, uh, and I, I can hear Mike looking for torture instruments over there right now. <laughs> but the basic idea is your experience you know if you experience something i don't know it's kind of hard to disprove like yeah. my experience with a ghost i mean mm-hmm. nobody else experienced it the best you can say is uh you were mistaken well and here's the thing the way that zach bagans has like packaged this thing the amount of people who have mm-hmm. interacted with it and pulled like pulled their belief into it being a reality. Right. Like I, I'm, I feel like, yeah, he's probably right. It is probably the most haunted object in the world simply through sheer will. Um, but you know, the, the main issue I have with it is like, uh, and then like Greg got to this, uh, in the, in the show that they did is that like, you know, the way that it's presented as being kind of like this element of the Holocaust is like really fucked up. Yeah, no, it's kind of like when uh, uh, Bionicle used all those uh, Maori terms. Mm, It's cultural appropriation. Yeah. So, again, like, again, I don't have a whole lot to add because, like, I wanted to do this as an episode because, like, I'd always thought it was bullshit. Like, you know, because, again, like, hey, look, I've seen a serious man. It opens up with a little vignette about a Dybbuk. You know, so like I knew it, I knew from that at least, hey, you know, whatever this is, Dybbuk box that Zach Bagans is claiming it is, is probably not what it, what he's claiming it to be. But it, but again, it was just, it was, I love the fact that Greg and Dana Newkirk have the resources, they have this museum and they've got all of these contacts. And it's honestly one of the best explorations of the supernatural out there right now like i'm I'm a big fan of last podcast on the left don't get me wrong but like right now i would say that uh haunted objects is like the premiere show right now i kind of agree because they were not afraid to say you know despite them obviously being believers in this stuff they were not afraid to say this is bullshit Mm-hmm. Oh, and then also, crap. like, when they were talking about, like, rewriting the, 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 the Dybbuk box, like, when they discovered that it was fake and they put, like, positive intention into it, so they would, like, sing it songs or rock it or that sort of yes. thing to change the vibe around it, which, yeah. like, I love that. That's just such yeah. a fun story. Mike, they, they literally reference Ghostbusters 2 in the mood slime with that. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so... Yeah. It was it was it was a lot of fun to watch. They had a lot of fun with it, especially toward the end when they were talking about singing at the box and like talking mm-hmm. to it and giving it like, you know, positive reinforcement and stuff, which I'm like, what'd you do? Give it a treat? <laughs> but you yeah, know, no. and it, it's it's one of those things where it's like I eventually I want to cover uh 
uh, Ghost Adventures as well. I want to cover Zach Bagans and everything like that. I thought the Dybbuk box would have been my end, but now I can't do that. So I've got to figure out something else. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I, I'm still like, I'm still happy, like, to be talking about it now because it's, sure. it's fascinating to me. Yeah. And because and yeah, I remember the live Halloween event because, OK, so here's the thing. My wife and I, we watch so much Ghost Adventures. You watch like, the Halloween one that they were talking about? Yes, yes. Like, well, like we have Discovery Plus, and they have a 24-hour Ghost Adventures channel. So if oh, we wow. need background noise, we will literally put on Ghost Adventures. But yeah, like, I I watched the Halloween live events and everything like that, and I remember the Post Malone, like, we're going to open the Dybbuk box. And, and then, like, freaking oh, out. it was too much. It was too much. We couldn't do it. That sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Yes, well, it is. Yeah, no, it's a great show. Uh, they actually did a year-end uh, Mothman episode. I haven't watched that one yet, but I want to. Oh, it's really good. And because, uh, like, the, the haunted object is not really a haunted object. It, he has one of the cars from the bridge collapse scene from the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he got one of the cars. It's huge. But, but you know, the other thing is, like, there is almost like a magical element to that as well, because so many people believe in the Mothman that that sort of belief can probably permeate that object. I don't know if they talk about that in the episode they do. They, but, like, they do a bit. Okay. Yeah, because that, that, that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, again, because eventually we're going to do episodes on magic. That's yes. my, um, that's one thing that I want to do. I want to do a deep dive into magic, mostly because it'll annoy Mike. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, well, like mag- magical systems, magical thinking, intent, will, everything like that. We're going to do a lot on Aleister Crowley. Oh, boy. Yeah, Mr. Crowley. Buggery. <laughs> <laughs> now, World's most notorious power bottom. Indeed. Now, one thing, uh, back to the Mothman real quick, just for a minute. Uh-huh. Uh, Mike yeah. got me a very nice silver pin of the Mothman that is on my... Uh, heavily paranormal-inspired uh, uh, denim jacket. And oh, it's really yeah. cool. But also, they discussed... Uh, the Mothman is actually right now a big LGBTQ plus uh, icon, kind of like, like the Babadook. Like the Babadook, yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, there, there are bumper stickers out there, and I really kind of want one that say, Mothman ate my entire ass at a Denny's. <laughs> we we have a pride flag in front of our apartment, and we just saw that there was a Mothman pride flag, so we want to yes. get one of those. Which <laughs> I love that. I just yeah. And, sorry, you were going to say something? Mothman's also just entering the cultural zetgeist in general because uh, one of the uh, YouTube channels I watch they're having an event, and it has as their uh, icon, I guess. Mascot? A, yeah, mascot, whatever. The uh, A very tactical Mothman. See, that's what I like about Mothman right now is you can really take him and, like, turn it around because he never killed anybody. Mm. He never hurt yeah. anybody. He didn't cause the bridge to collapse. You could take that concept and just pump anything mm. into it and just make it good. It, but Mothman, he's so hot right now. Oh, my God. It, it is so bad that we're just assuming it's a Mothman. Well... It's got a badonk. Oh, really? He's oh, well, got, oh, you he got mean, a big old butt well, on that statue. Oh, well, it's sta- that's the statue. Well, could, it's, could. it's kind of been adopted. I know. That I'm, he's got a badonk. I'm just, I'm just being But, but, but Moth Bay doesn't have quite the same ring to it. I know. Well, there's uh, 
there's sexy moth creature drawings on Etsy, and they're typically referred to as Moth Ma'am. <laughs> and uh, so if you want to believe that the moth creature is in fact female, you can call it the Moth Ma'am. So we do have a name there. Moth Milf. Moth Milf. God, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I just want to go to the statue and put some beans, all right? That's all I want. <laughs> that, that is the one thing that I'm going to do when if, when if I go to Point Pleasant, I'm going to go to that statue, so, and I will bring a goddamn can of beans. I will bring beanie weenies. Is there, is there anything else to do at uh, Point Pleasant? Because, Kevin, you'll get there, you'll put a can of beans there, and you'll be like, well, I now I'm what? Done. Yeah, oh, no, there's nothing. there is so much there. There's If you go during the festival, there's a yep. lot to do. The, the even even though like okay so yes during the festival yes but also like West Virginia is a fucking hub for it, it is shit, Fallout seventy six if you're wondering why there's so many weird cryptid things everything happened in West Virginia mm-hmm so I'm yeah checking something real quick okay and do you have a story after that Mike yes I do okay he's checking it right oh. now. Yes. He's making a list. He's checking it twice. Mothman's got an ass that is nice. <laughs> You're gonna leave this in the edit. You're damn right, man. That's a great little oh, line. I was I'm sad. Point Pleasant's really far from Pittsburgh. Yeah, I figured. Because I, I was I was in West Virginia. It's not that far from before. Cincinnati. Uh, it's like a couple of hours. Yeah, it's about yeah half the distance from Cincinnati as it is from Pittsburgh. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I still feel like we need to do a uh, group field trip to uh, Point Pleasant sometime during the Mothman Festival and have some oh, have us some silver dollar pancakes, leave some beanie weenies, meet some folk. Like yeah. that is literally a dream for me. Is I want to yeah. go to Point Pleasant during the Mothman Festival. See, I I love it. Yeah. Well, we have friends in Pittsburgh. I was thinking, you know, mm. well, wait a minute. If it's that, if how close is it? Could stay with them or visit them, but no, it's not that close. Yeah, we'll figure something out, though. Damn it. Yeah, we got to know somebody. Right. Wait a minute, I know someone in West Virginia. Yeah, but are where? they a mountain mama? No, they're gonna take you home, country roads. Maybe. I'll I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll talk to Dusty about it because it's one of her friends. Uh, I'll find out. So, Mike, what have you got next? So, I have a question for the two of you. Very, if it bends, it's funny. If it breaks, it's not funny. Very important question. If, how would you know you've met an alien? Um, my like ass really. would probably hurt. I, mean, other, other, <laughs> I was going to say, before you say your ass would hurt. I, Too late, motherfucker. I had an orgasm without an erection. No, I mean, seriously, if you, no. if you saw a pic, if someone, if you... What would it take to get you to believe you saw an alien? Like me? Like seeing a picture would that get you to believe that that was in fact a real alien? Maybe. It depends well, well, on the picture. When you say picture, what do you mean? I mean a, a, a you know, photograph. Look at this photograph. Okay, no um but I mean, see, the, I don't know a photograph in isolation probably would not convince no, you. No, no, no. I need context. So so that's this what this uh article posits is how would we know what we saw is actually an alien? Like 
It's a, it's mm. a legit question. It's like but life can take so many thing. forms. Yeah. Like say, hmm, you, I missed that. Oh, I, I would. I said I don't think it would be just one thing. Oh well, yeah, you'd need multiple. Yeah. You know, yeah. Different data points, or right. you know, in person, like you know, obviously, a little green man, you know, comes up and is physically not possible to be, you know, human in a suit. Now, yeah, but I mean, like, I saw some video of a couple of Russians walking down the street, and these motherfuckers were like nine feet tall, and I'm like, I can believe those are aliens. Or at least they live close to Chernobyl. But, like, you know, they're, like, inhumanly large, and, like, like, if it's a genetic disorder, both of them have it. Hmm. And, like, I, I could believe they're aliens. Like, something well, like that. Now, now see, for, for me, the issue is, like, for, for most people who have encounters, and we'll, we'll talk about these when we cover Communion and Betty and Barty Hill and that sort of mm-hmm. thing, you, you, you aren't aware of it in the moment. You, you, you have the experience, but, like, as soon as the encounter is over, you kind of forget about it. And it's, it has to be unlocked later. So I, I just, I, I guess the premise, like, if, if I were in a situation where I was abducted and an alien was, I don't know, ro- ramming a rod up my butt, like, <laughs> I, I would not be aware of it at the time because as soon as they're done, as soon as they, you know, throw the change on the, ca- uh, the t- bedside table, you know, I'm... <laughs> Like, my mind's already wiped, you know what I mean? Based or, on, like, historical so encounters. Or, so, or, so uh, say say you woke up with memories of that happening in a sore butt. How would you not know you just didn't get really drunk and, you know, wandered I mean, into the I, wrong I bar? I, I wouldn't. Yeah, there there exactly. has to be, like, a certain, there has to be a certain threshold. And, yeah. I, um, again, like, regret, uh, like, regression therapy. I I don't quite know how to feel with, with that, but I, that in combination with other things, I think can help kind of give a context that, and, and you know, if something happens to you, you absolutely know it happens to you. Your your body has some way of telling you that. Like, sure, your body can trick you, but like, you know, if something happens to you, you know it. And I think it's just a matter of hitting the certain kind of metrics to let you know that it happened and uh, what those metrics are depends on the encounter as well. I I hope this makes sense. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It's it's a real hard question in a lot of ways, but like, I do understand what you're talking about. It's like, I don't like, know. In, in, in the moment, like if, if I, if I wake up or I'm drowsy and and I'm seeing an alien probing me, like, in the bathroom you're gonna, mirror or you're something. You're going to have like a screen like, memory. This, this, is a, this is a weird dream. Okay, whatever. Yeah, or like uh, abductees and what have you always see, you know, having like dreams or memories of owls being in the house. Yeah, but if it's a confluence of different circumstances and like things that are kind of triggering memories, then I'm more, I would probably be more inclined to believe this stuff. Then again, mm-hmm. the mind is weird. You can, you can f- trick yourself to believe anything. Oh, yeah. Like, for example, like, for example um, like my, my family, when I was living with my parents, um, 
we we had a dog named Toby. Toby was a wonderful dog. Um, mm-hmm. I had a dream that they let Toby drive the car out of the neighborhood onto the freeway. <laughs> and the very next morning I woke up uh, pissed as hell at my stepfather. For like, why the, the fuck did you let Toby drive the car? It felt so real. Like they had let my poor dog drive <laughs> on the freeway. I'm like, no, like around the neighborhood is fine. Around the neighborhood is fine. Not on <laughs> the freeway though. He's not prepared to freeway is a bridge too far. Yes. <laughs> right. Now, so, but I, I legitimately woke up pissed off at my stepfather because like, in, in that, that dream, happened. he was like, no, no, Toby's fine. Toby's fine. He could drive. So that's a that's a phenomenon I've never had myself, but I've heard other people having of a dream so vivid, even if it made no sense. It's a dream that was so vivid that you thought thing. it was real. Which I'm convinced that me riding on the outside of a Volkswagen bug when I was four or five, that's that's gotta be some bullshit i'm pretty sure that's a dream or yeah, some kind nobody of in their right memory. mind would what did you team wolf kid... it no well you know the little sideboard on your volkswagen bugs oh okay, the little okay. step sideboard i was standing on that with my arms uh hanging on to the rolled down window so kevin here's a thought maybe you did that like when the car was stationary or maybe moving at like a snail's pace Sure. And and like your mind just kind of ran with it. I'm, you thought you were having such a blast. Oh, I'm convinced it was it was a dream that I had because like there was like I had memories from before and after it happened and then mm-hmm. them le- not letting me do it again and everyone I've talked to that was supposed to be involved was like what are you talking about? <laughs> of course we didn't no. endanger a 4-year-old. What are you I mean, talking sure about? We dropped you on we, your head a lot, but we laughed, I mean we laughed as was happening but no we didn't do that so yeah but i mean it's it's the same yeah. kind of thing as the dog driving the car or uh i was abducted by aliens sometimes yeah and, and i've talked about this in the past that you know human memory is very fallible oh yeah um, it's it's so bad that it's not admissible in court yeah i mean like um, i convinced someone that uh oh my god i can't remember what it was like, uh, something with Transformers, a movie. I want to say, like, uh, I convinced someone that Optimus turned to dust. No, that was a cop. It's a yeah, common. Yeah, but when I read read about it, I did it to someone. Uh, but, but I'm just saying that lots of people that never, you know, talked to you before or even heard of that have said, you know, that that happened. And it's not always a Mandela effect, guys. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, probably not ever a Mandela effect, but. Be having I'm been not the victim, that. having been the victim of it, it is very convincing when you find something. This is like the fruit like, of the loom. Yeah, thing. the fruit of the loom one gets me every time. It's like, yeah. how the fuck did that not have a cornucopia in it? <laughs> I mean, I can see it in my mind. I think eye. we're we're all still kind of broken from that one. I mean, others like Berenstein, Berenstain, like I. I, I can I can give them that because oh. you know misprints. There there's plenty of actual things that have been misprinted. Oh, oh, oh yeah, just just the other day I saw a picture where someone had a Berenstein uh, Berenstein Bears doll that had the logo on the doll that was Berenstein, but the logo on the tag Berenstain. Yeah. Yes, that so, happened a lot. So that I can you know understand, but the the cornucopia, like I remember the cornucopia, <laughs> like mm-hmm. yeah. it was there. But it they they're just lying right. to me. 
But the the alien thing, I think it would be really hard to know that you met an alien without like a lot of damn context. Yeah, I mean it's it's a very it's a surprisingly high bar like, when you think about it. You think, oh, you know, the evidence would be so easy to get, but when you sit and think about it, it's like no, because you have to not only convince the you know easy to convince people, you have to convince you know everybody. Like yeah. if you, it, it does give me a bit of sympathy for the people that actually believe they they're abducted whether they were or not because it's mm. such a uphill battle oh yeah well, like oh. that's what communion is they can um, never convince me like, we're, we're gonna yeah like you're you're gonna you're gonna find communion pretty interesting i think the, the only way they could convince me would be to be like hey you need to go abduct that mike guy because he's not gonna believe until it happens to him mike well you, you want me to tell you something that's gonna blow your mind hmm. if you get abducted i don't know if i could believe it yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree. No, it's it's perfectly... I don't know. I If I came to you... Okay, yeah, all right, fair. If you came to me... Like, if, if like David seriously. had come to you and said... <laughs> no, if David came to me and said he was abducted, I'd be like... Sure you were, buddy. I so. Well, I, I'm a notorious liar anyway. <laughs> okay, so. well, fair. But, and we're not going to go into me and my dreams, but, you know. But <laughs> well, if you, you know, came to me... But, but that's 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 a gravitas of evidence that you know other most other people don't have now, like, now, right. now Mike did did you ever watch Hellier no, no he didn't okay because there's something that he should watch in Hellier because again you can convince someone that they've been abducted and it is oh, very scary oh, yeah. well I mean yeah there's there's lots of yeah gaslighting that's why I don't like the the regression it's, it's, therapy, it's not, I can't. That's not that much gaslighting. It, it's very it it's very interesting. It's one of the scariest things. Uh, Greg and Dan and Newturk, uh, Newkirk talk about it all the time. They say it's like the scariest thing they've ever they, done because they they literally went out to get abducted and they created an abduction scenario, using and it hypnosis. was so realistic that it yeah. like terrified them. Yeah, they prompted the thing with the guy with. Uh, all right, you see a thing in the sky. And he just, boom, just like, oh well, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was amazing. So so here's a interesting thing. Like I was a kid, so you know I, I think I don't remember the context, but I remember me and my brother. I have a th- brother that's three years younger than me, mm-hmm. or two and chum change. Yeah. But we were sleeping on the floor in like the living room and I had to, let's hear, I guess I had to guess I was probably about eight, which makes him about, no, he had to be older than five. Maybe he was closer to like seven or eight, something like that. But anyway, we're, you know, kids pre, you know, middle school age. Mm -hmm. And I wake up, and he's still, you know, asleep. It had to have been around Christmas because I remember Christmas lights. The mm-hmm. light, the room was kind of lit a bit. Now, now so, according to Kevin, that could be a UFO. God yeah. damn it! I was waiting for that <laughs> shit. Had but, it been thrown out of a saucer? But he's he's asleep. I mean, he's not like faking it. I, you know, you you okay. can usually tell when someone's asleep. Right. Asleep. Yes. So I decided to mess with him for some reason. I, maybe I'd been reading Omni magazine or something. <laughs> But I, I start like telling him things that he's dreaming about. You know, I just start telling him things. I can't remember what it was exactly, 
but you know, I was telling him just shit. And then the next day I asked him if he remembered any dreams and he told me about what I had been telling him. Hmm. Interesting. So you did basically induce an experience. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I was actually kind of surprised that it worked. I was like, I thought to myself, well, he either he was awake and faking being asleep and is just like telling me this playing along He's or fucking with you. I, I never, I don't with him. Yeah. I don't know for sure if he was just fucking back with me or if that actually worked. Right. I mean, it could go either way, mm-hmm. but I just, yeah, that's something I didn't think about until just now. Right. Well, that's interesting. I love that. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that is also something only brothers would do. Yes. Yeah, that's I, very... I did not have a brother, uh, but I, I can imagine. So, you know, that. I would imagine a hypnotic state is very similar to a dreaming state. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so you could, I could easily see how you could influence someone to just start basically semi lucid dreaming. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, makes me think, can, can we like start a business of just like, audio tapes that people listen to when they're, you know, asleep. That That's been done. Isn't that, that the plot of Total Recall? I kind of think he, it is, isn't it? Like, <laughs> well, yeah, Mike, you, you go to sleep tonight. I'll sneak in your room and just start going, <laughs> get your ass to Mars. Get your ass to Mars. Damn it, Clohagen, give the people that Kevin, air. I had the weirdest dream that I was Clohagen. like mooning Mars. Oh, like the God. whole thing. <laughs> Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. My God, I need to watch that again. Jesus, it's such a good fucking movie, dude. Oh yeah, no, and then the whole thing where they land on the start the reactor, Quade. Quade, I love Quade. Damn, girl, you make me wish I had three hands. <laughs> oh, oh, I love you guys. I missed this. So, uh, I got nothing else except um. Let's see. Uh, do we want to do questions or X? Yes. God damn it. <laughs> will, or one or the other. It doesn't matter. Well, well, we can do both, but I mean, like, not at the same time. David. Two have, segments okay. at the same time. I think a oh, million yeah. dollars could make that happen. All right, David. Give, <laughs> us, give us what X is going to give to us. Okay. So uh, the thread on X is a picture of a foggy lake. All right. The subject is dogs. Dogs. And the question is, why are paranormal cases contain so few dogs? And I, I read that as it was written. So why are paranormal cases contain so few dogs? Um, uh, there's plenty of paranormal dogs. They're a shit. I've got two books of them. In fact, right. you were talk, planning on talking about it at some point. Yeah. Uh, right. th- there are a lot of paranormal dog cases. Well, uh, Hound of the Baskerville is based on a family phantom dog incident mm-hmm. that uh, Arthur Conan Doyle thought, hey, wouldn't it be neat if Sherlock Holmes encountered one of these? Mm-hmm. Well, and the other thing is, like, if you look at... Um Ultra terrestrials, the idea of the fan, stuff like that. Dogs are kind of the enemies of the uh, ultra terrestrials. That's oh, why so yeah, many dogs die. And that's why cats are linked with uh, that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, of so yeah. you know, here, here's some posts in the thread. I'm just going to go ahead and read some of them. Oh, um, sure. 
Um, so the first reply is when I go walking with my dog, I've never experienced another presence only when alone or with others. Do See? dogs offer protection? Yeah, that that's, that's one of the things. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I mean, like dogs are, uh, visions of dogs and phantom dogs are kind of considered the, uh, the watcher of the threshold between worlds and they, they protect well, and then mythologically, if you think about the the, the threshold, you think about uh, Anubis. Yeah, exactly. Anubis uh, mm-hmm. and a lot of phantom, which I'll get into more detail on this later. A lot of phantom yeah. dog stories uh, have to do with like running water or uh, mm-hmm. roads. So, yeah. Yeah. So then someone else replies, uh, my dog started barking randomly at an old Chinese painting on my ball. I think he meant wall. Um, maybe it was just right. Maybe it was just a shadow, but still he never barks unless he needs the toilet, which is what confused me. I've never experienced him running away from anything. However, only chase or stare down. And like, we like, have we all had a dog at some point? I haven't actually, I never had a dog, but I was, I was younger, probably about this, the same time of that previous story I told. I've, I've been around dogs. I love dogs. I've just never had one because there's, they're more high maintenance than a cat. Yeah. Well, you know, here's here's the thing. Like, as someone who has owned a dog, or at least a couple of dogs, um, right. you get to know their behaviors oh, yeah. really well. And then when they do those things that seem so out of the ordinary, it freaks you the hell out. No, I've seen videos on TikTok of that kind of shit. Yeah. Where yeah, somebody's there and the yeah. dog just starts acting. What, what's wrong with you? And then, like, mm-hmm. something happens. Yeah. Uh, oh, speaking of, you know, again, I just like how this kind of like X thread lined up with something that we're going to be talking about pretty oh, soon. Yeah. So, Synchronicities. Um, a lot of synchronicities in this episode, actually. Yeah. So um, this, this reply, look up black dogs or devil dogs. They're very much paranormal beings. I own a black mutt. There's a reason they are so difficult to adopt out like black cats are. Yes, that is mm-hmm. that is something else that's uh, in the research material I'm reading. Uh, yeah. one of the other things is I don't think devil dog is a very good term to use considering yeah. that's not, you know, the typical thing with them, but yeah, no, I, I totally. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the, there, there is just one more reply I want to read cause it's very cute. Okay. Um, uh, dogs protect you. Meanwhile, cats regularly converse with spirits because they're just cheeky like that. <laughs> Which I thought was cute, so I just wanted to bring that one up, too. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like animals are kind of, if, if you want to get all woo-woo, uh, I think animals woo-woo. are like, woo-woo, they're like one foot in both worlds. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're they're more uh, perceptive to strange, or oh, maybe it's magnetic also, fields, who knows? Someone also did link a uh, paper on uh, PubMed Central. Exposure to household pet cats and dogs in childhood and risk of subsequent diagnosis of schizophrenia or bipolar disorder. So there oh, you wow. go. <laughs> wow, that's fun. Oh, it, it could be the brain parasites. Yeah, that's cats. Well, yeah, you know. This has like seven authors on it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, I'm going to look up toxoplasmosis. If- yeah. I don't want to look up toxoplasma, uh, massplosis. Mass, toxomassplosis. Yes. Well, that's that's really cool, though. I'm glad you found that thread. Uh, that's, yeah. That's neat. Also, it's not nearly as uh, brain-inflicting as a lot of the X threads you find. 
Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it was it's, kind of a nice little change of pace. Yeah, no, it's actually a serious discussion for once. So uh, we got a couple of questions here. Mm-hmm. Uh, as usual, our first one is from Ghostforge. Said, this one's for all of y'all. Accepting obviously eldritch things like Lovecraft, and more specifically, meaning shows aimed at, aimed at kids... What fandoms do you think? Uh, what fandom do you think is secretly a tool to summon elder things? Anime. <laughs> like all of it, or oh. is there a particular? No, all of it. Just all of know. it. Yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's kind of a tough one. I kind of feel like yeah. maybe Ghostbusters. Mm. I think like if anybody would try to do like a weird ass ritual to summon something it would be Dan Aykroyd yeah I, I can see Dan Aykroyd doing something like that yeah like some kind of mega ritual involving mass media and movies and making people like I don't know start up clubs all over the country <laughs> buy they, crystal they, head vodka yeah oh god yeah <laughs> set up that's but, good stuff though they they, they set up Kevin, they set up clubs to bust ghosts, though. Uh, yeah, I know, but it also gets people into the occult and the paranormal. Look at me. And uh, <laughs> I feel like, you know, maybe Dan Aykroyd had an ulterior motive, like, yes, maybe we can summon something or make it more yes. real. Yes, make it real by creating fandoms that look critically at ghosts. And seem to hate women. Because Wait, of what? that uh, Ghostbusters uh, s- reboot that they did, that like everybody hated because there were women in it. I hate that. I hate that they like did that. Uh, it like, wasn't not a that great they movie, made the movie but... that like people were being dicks about it. Oh well, yeah, no. That's... So I I don't think that was I hate the movie. On I don't its think own that was merits. isolated to that. Was just like general the general misogyny of you know oh, true pop but, culture. Yeah. A lot of Ghostbuster fandom did kind of go ape shit. Yeah. On Facebook, but yeah. well, they I think I think they would have went ape shit if uh, it had been you know a movie with four other white dudes. Maybe, yeah. Uh, I'm going to throw an answer. I'm going to throw an answer out here. Okay, uh, I think Dune. Dune. Frank Frank Herbert's Dune. I think there's like a philosophical and magical thinking to it, especially with like the litany against fear. Um, okay. You know, the like the the fact that it involves a religious war, um, and the idea yeah. of the golden path and all of that. I think there's some magical thinking there that I think sure. people could take pretty seriously. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, I could I could see that because I mean there are a lot of people that seriously use the litany of fear and everything. Uh, I kind of thought you were gonna bring it up because of the space Jews. Yeah. Uh, you know, we just we just mentioned Mothman a few minutes ago. Holly just came in. She has a Mothman T-shirt she just bought. Hell and then yeah! She, she bought me a very cute Godzilla and Friends T-shirt, which is also Aww. beautiful. It's the Tokyo Zoo. Thank you. Oh, it is it the Tokyo Zoo? Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I just again synchronicities, man. Everything's lining yep. up. So Mike says, uh, anime. <laughs> that was my flipping <laughs> answer. Okay, but I can't think of a better one. Okay. Well, I like David's Dune answer, and I get, you know, I could say Brandon Sanderson, but he's just such a nice guy. I think he's just kind of doing his thing. I mean, I don't, I don't think he's I mean, like trying he's, to spread look, Mormonism. Look, he's, I was gonna say he's Mormon, but his books really don't do anything any favors to like 
Mormonism to make it appealing. Like yeah. they, 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 they yeah. heavily skirt yeah. or I wouldn't say they eschew Mormon values, but they definitely don't like, uh, uplift them or, you know, spotlight them. Sure. I think it's well, more of just like cultural influence on his writing. Yeah. It, it's, right. it's, it's, it's the same way that like, you know, there's a lot of like Christian influence on like Robert Jordan and stuff, but it yeah. wasn't like the centerpiece. It wasn't like, yeah become christian because this story's awesome yeah it's more just like this is my yeah it's background so therefore i wrote what i you know know yeah it's not narnia yeah 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 uh so so is narnia indoctrination propaganda uh yeah come on the jesus lion oh yeah Yeah. the jesus lion yeah actually you know what if there is uh one writer in hollywood right now that is uh spreading any kind of doctrine i'm gonna go with i think his name was jeffrey scott uh he wrote the littles tv series I know he was like a thing in the eighties, but yeah, yeah, he is a cartoon writer in the eighties. He wrote like the Littles and Muppet Babies, and he has admitted to stuffing those shows with the gills with Scientology doctrine as recruitment tools. Yeah, I, I think the the hard part about this question is you have to think about like in the context of like what what franchises out there have some sort of like philosophy that's trying to. That has to have that kind of like magical thinking to it. And, you know, the only one I can yeah. really think of is Dune because I can't say the same thing with Star Wars because Star Wars is so commercial. Like, obviously, yeah. Dune is commercialized as well. But it wasn't but, originally. It was. Yeah, it was. It was very much a, a, like a lot of ways. It was like a philosophical treatise. Um, you know what? Actually, I'm going I'm to backpedal. I'm going to say everything. Uh, Jesus, what's his name? Uh Guy did the Invisibles. Oh, uh, Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison. Everything yeah. he's done so, is trying to bring about the elder things. Well, then we so, could probably <laughs> extend that to like Alan Moore too. Yeah. Well, Alan Moore is a Rasputin impersonator. So, <laughs> so, so I'm going to dispute what you said and say I don't think you have to have that built into your fandom or your, you know, I think what you need to do is create a fandom so. So fervent, so you know, waiting on the next thing. It doesn't matter what comes before. It could be any, you know, setting or anything. But you just have to make a very rabid fandom, and then once they hit hit peak uh, criticality, you just drop this like logic bomb on them that you know once they absorb it, it you know does the thing it's supposed to do. Like you have so many people that are just waiting with bated breath for the next thing. And then you drop that next thing on them and it's the payload. It's the, the whatever's going to call, you know, deliver your, uh, result. Right. So are we thinking winds of winter? Is that what we're talking about here? What are, what? I, I was I was just gonna say Rick and Morty. Okay. Oh no, <laughs> that, honestly, but that was Rick honestly, and Morty like two seasons ago. I could see uh, that. Honestly, yeah, I think you have a point there with Rick and Morty. Yeah, can we just go ahead and agree that our answer as a show is Rick and Morty? But I think they jumped <laughs> that shark and didn't actually have a logic payload to. Well, uh, they did, and it was it was that damn sauce. Oh, uh, they wasted it. Yeah. <laughs> 
exactly. They could have affected the world in so many they, ways. They could have. They could have just sauce. They could have elevated Justin Roiland to a golden god, but instead, instead they just got a Szechuan sauce. We get we get pickle Rick is and pickle Rick. Okay, so we got another question from Sam. Uh, what cryptid is secretly really into anime, and what cryptid is secretly <laughs> really into really weird anime, like Yuri on Ice or Boku no Pico? <laughs> Uh, really into anime. I'm just gonna go ahead and say Mothman because I could see Mothman like curled up on the couch in a blanket eating popcorn, watching like, uh, 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 oh my god, I can't remember it. Azumanga Dio, mm. or maybe like you know, really, uh, shoujo manga or anime mm-hmm. like, uh, fruit baskets or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, no, any anything with like cute in it, yeah. uh, any. Like the inevitable answer here is a Bigfoot with an anime body pillow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. But I'm sticking Which with Which becomes Mothman. a t-shirt. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, yes, I think, I think, I think a lot of like cryptids are probably into different genres, mm-hmm. okay. sections. Mm-hmm. Who's into the weird shit though? That's the uh, big question. Like, you know, uh, I don't know. Maybe they watch so, uh hentai and Jojo. I don't know. I, I don't I don't know how you lump those two together, but okay. Um <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just there's something horrifying about so, both. So so here here's here's a conundrum. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately I I know the anime this person referenced and I have to question why did they bring up those? <laughs> Yuri on Ice and Well Yuri on Ice is Yuri on Ice is a it's basically, you know, a, your typical uh, yoy, you know, boy love, clean, but yeah. it's it's on ice. Yeah, there's 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 pretty boys yeah. skating together, explicit. and yeah. It's, well, what I don't think explicit. it's explicit. No. no, it's like a it's romance. The the, the, the swimming one was was yeah know, had boys in swimsuits, but yeah, the other one ooh, that's what infamous. Is, what is Boku no Pico? Don't Google it. No, yeah, everybody out there, please do not google that that okay. is you're going to become on an fbi wanted list oh wow that's um, not good yeah no it's you know it's what bad. i'm gonna say uh i'm just for this one i'm gonna put this person as an honorary cryptid uh i think boku no pico i'm just gonna go with alistair crowley honestly yeah. yes uh, alistair crowley would probably be into that yes okay I mean, I know he's not a cryptid, but like you know, in our I don't know. I, I think weird shit. I think Aleister Crowley went for his you know dudes being a lot older. Okay, that is fair. Actually, that mm. that is a that is a fair guess. I don't think Crowley ever actually went after kids. Yeah. Okay. You know who's freaky is the chupacabra. The chupacabra oh, just yeah, seems man. like a meth. He'd be into little, everything. Like, He's into like Brazilian cake yeah, fart porn yeah, you know, and stuff. Yeah. The, yeah. the chupacabra is a methed out weirdo rat <laughs> monkey thing. So yeah, <laughs> he's any, probably into like all the weird uh, hentai if, shit. If any cryptid lives in a trailer park and has a VCR, it is it is yeah. a chupacabra. Like like, like the, the sound that I hear in my head every time I think about a chupacabra is. Bleh. That's literally the sound that pops into my head. Just see, I'm just hearing. (laughs) You could you could tell the chupacabra a string of numbers, and you know exactly which hentai manga you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) He knows how to get to Sad Panda. Yeah, Yeah, I love Ghost Forge defending. Hey, Yuri on Ice is not in that category. 
It's just sports <laughs> anime. Mm. I, I think it's a little more than that, but it's now, it's all you know PG yeah. rated as far as I know. I've never yeah. seen it. Well, Darth Plato has one last question for us this week. Okay. So, uh, which cryptid tastes the best grilled up? And I'm going to go with the chupacabra. <laughs> spicy, nah, spicy. Nah. Um, no, nah, nah, like if we're talking about like the Ch- Texas chupacabra, no, no, I'm talking uh, friggin' friggin' Puerto Rican man. <sighs> the Puerto Rican chupacabra. No, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say meat. I'm gonna say a jackalope. Ooh, ooh, that's a that's a good one actually. Actually, you know what probably tastes the best? Hmm. Huh. Uh, the squonk, and it knows it, and that's why it's crying when you find it. Oh, God, the it squonk. knows it's delicious. <laughs> he knows you want to eat him. And that's why every time you see him, he's crying. He oh, knows no. you're just going to see him, and like it's going to be a Looney Tune, and he just turns into a hamburger in your vision. <laughs> so I'm going to go with the squonk. I don't know. I, I've not eaten many terrestrial uh, carnivores. I don't know if the chupacabra would be good. I think gator. Yeah, I guess it's all right. I was just trying. I was thinking, I guess there's not many. Nessie. Hmm? Nessie would be like gator, I think, because it's aquatic reptile. If we're going international here, I'm going to say one of those uh, boar yokai. Nope. I I got you all beat. Oh, what? I know the perfect cryptid to eat what's that the thunderbird batter that motherfucker up you have fred flintstone sized drumsticks son of a bitch you just won this one (laughs) i i i bow to you you just nailed it man that's it that i'm down fucking kentucky fried (laughs) thunderbird kft (laughs) yeah i like it that's a that's a great answer mike okay there's our there's our questions um now, before we go into the wrap-up, there's a couple things I want to bring up. First off, I want to thank everyone for your patience. Uh, 2022 has not been a kind year for the podcast with various health issues from a lot of us. And uh, me in particular, I'm hoping for a better 2023 so I can I mean, continue to bring you this show. And and in, in specific, 2022 even kicked us in the balls on the very last day. Yeah, that's the other thing I want to bring up. On the very last day of 2022, December 31st, uh, one of me and Mike's oldest friends, uh, me and him, we, we, we weren't a duo. We were a duo, but in high school, uh, we were a trio. It was uh, me, Mike, and Paul. And uh, Paul passed away Saturday, and uh, we're we're still kind of broke up about it. We're mad about it, and uh, he was really into this sort of weird shit. He did tarot cards. He did uh you know palm readings. Uh, he his god was a stick that he found on the Natchez Trace, and he talked to. He had his own little Wilson. Mm. Uh, he was just a really cool guy to be around and uh it 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 really kicked us in the balls uh saturday and uh we're 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 we we miss you paul uh 
we we had planned on having him on the show at some point because he also did ghost hunting for one of the local TV stations. Mm. Uh, he was he was one of us. Uh, he just never got a chance to be on here, and uh, we're gonna miss him. Yeah, he uh, he didn't you know take his own life no, or no, anything, but no. he did. He 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 didn't his, help. Yeah, it was it was a lot of uh, neglect on his own part. And, and he uh, didn't, he, I just, if I want to get a message out there to anyone, it's like, seek uh, help. Yeah. You, you're, you can't fight your demons alone. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, you cannot, you need, you need to reach they're, out. They're, they are bigger than you and you need, you need to, you know, accept help when it's offered and find help. If don't, don't be too proud. Yeah. Don't be that, that too was, proud to reach out problem. for help. And, uh, Remember that you're not alone, no matter what happens. You're not alone. There are people out there going through the same thing, and they there are people that have been through it and are willing to help you. And uh, God damn it, it's, life's worth living, and people love you, whether you know it or not. You have no idea how you've affected someone's life sometimes, and uh, we want to see you with us. So uh, I just had to get that out of the way, me and Mike. uh it's going to be a while before we're uh, completely okay, I guess. But, you know, this one goes out to Paul. You know, yeah. he, he, he saw UFOs with me. We we did weird, crazy, paranormal shit together. There's a, there's a lot that, uh, yeah, I'm going to shut up. <laughs> uh, no, it, it, it's it's very, very sad. Like, I, the, when, yeah. when you let me know, I just, I, I felt it. I, I felt yeah. it like I, I I never really talked to Paul or anything like that, but like yeah. I, I could tell like even through text what like a blow that was. Yeah, uh, I mean like he was in Coda's World when I did Coda's World. That was Master Jibo, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean God, he is so talented. He did he did music. He would he was my fill in artist for Coda's World when I needed a break. He would do guest weeks for me, and uh, yeah. You know, just just one of my older friends is uh, gone now. And uh, anyway, this one's for him. And uh, again, thank you for your patience. It's been a it's been a hell of a year and we're hoping for a better 2023. So hopefully you'll stick around with us. We got more coming. Uh, We got real damn long document that's probably going to last for the next two to three years before we even need to add anything. Hmm. And uh, we're going to record some uh, more Patreon stuff this weekend, or at least I will. And then the weekend after that, you know, we'll get together and record some more Patreon stuff. So uh, anyway, David, you got anything to plug, man, after um, after I brought everything down? <laughs> no, no, it's OK. Like, no, I, I get it, man. It's important. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just going to suggest everybody hop on to Mastodon because Mastodon has been fantastic. I, uh, it's, yeah. I, I'm, I'm back to my old social media habits only on Mastodon, so it's like I haven't missed a beat or anything. Yep, he um, is still shitposting. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, and I've got that shitposting game that I'm doing every night. That's right. Hash it out is a lot of fun. There we go. Um, but also, like, if uh, if you want to hear anything on the Patreon, please let us know. Um, yeah. I've, I've been thinking about doing a reading of something as well, so I'm up for suggestions. Yeah, and we're going to get Mike on there, too. Got to get Mike to do something. Yeah, I'm, I'm not <laughs> yeah. doing nothing. 
Yeah, damn right, motherfucker. I mean, they they just turn the lights out on me and leave me in the dark. So they, okay, I'll get you get, a fucking sheet. Okay? They ought they ought to get their money's worth out of it. Wait a minute, they're not even paying me. What am I saying? <laughs> their money's worth. I pay you in country fried steak. Oh well. That's oh, dude, I would from. I would accept that payment. Yeah, country no, fried steak payment. with a little gravy and Tabasco. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Ooh, Tabasco with a little over easy egg as well. See. That's where I was missing out. And home fries. And a black cup of coffee. I'm sorry. I'm thinking about what I want for breakfast. Now now you're just hungry. (laughs) Now we're just hungry. Thanks, David. You're welcome. Thanks, everybody. Yes, sad and hungry. Won't somebody buy some food for me? Because I ain't so bad. So that's it for this week. Remember, you can find us on social media on Mastodon at SuperNatPod at HorrorHub.club. Uh, there's a Facebook page that I do not really update. Uh, we are now dead on Twitter. Uh, you can find everything related to the show, for the most part, on SuperNatPod.rocks, including links to the Discord. We would love to have you on there as a member of our community and uh you know link star store with some amazing shirts with art by mr david davis himself mm-hmm. so that's about it so until next time everyone stay safe and stay frosty goodbye i want country fried steak now. you want to watch some anime <laughs> let's I'm- watch some hentai I was just so mad the dog got to drive the car. (laughs) (laughs) The damn car driving dog. It's like Toontis, but a dog.